What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we're coming at you with a B.O.Dub show, man. What's the B.O.Dub of the week? Yeah, buddy. We got uh, Jeff Lemire's Maze Book uh, from Dark Horse. Super stoked on this one, man. Dude, me too, dude. I mean, you know, Jeff Lemire, but this is this is like top of the list for Jeff, I think. Uh, I would have to say the same thing as well. I think yeah, so. Man. But before we dive into that, dude, how was your week? Dude, my week was um, pretty good, a little crazy. Um, I had a lot of stuff going on at work, and then um, we're getting ready to go on vacation as well. So nice. it's just been chaos. So every day, you know, work and then come home and just knocking stuff out around the house just to just to prepare for for heading out of town. We're actually going out of town for a week. And um, it's That's actually a dream. Yeah. It's, so it's going to be pretty cool. It's like the longest I think we've been on vacation with all the kiddos. And so like we started packing yesterday and today and just the amount of stuff we have to take is ridiculous for seven days. Do you have one of those things that goes on the roof of your car to store it all in? Yes. What's those called? Yep. You do? I do. I have one of those roof racks. I actually put it on the other day to get roof ready. Rack. And um, it's insane. Like when you go out of town just for like a weekend, which we've done plenty of times, you know, it's not a big deal. But when you're going out of town for a week, it's insane the amount of stuff you have to pack. Like mm-hmm. we're going to be crammed in like sardines and we're just going to be jamming on a, It's like a six hour drive. But um, it'll be fun. So super stoked on that. Let me ask you a question. So you're 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 driving, obviously. Oh yeah. yeah. And you got a few hours in the car. Are you going to be forced to listen to kids' music the whole way up? Probably. (laughs) I'm almost certain it'll happen for sure. We try to hold off as long as we can, but it gets to a point where that's all you can do. That's like your last resort. You just got to throw it on and you listen to Coco Melon for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Coco Melon. Oh my gosh, dude. Will's on the bus. Like, you yeah. know, when, when the request from the backseat comes, Hey dad, can you put on baby bum? I'm like, no, we're going home. Yeah. Like I started telling my kids, like, I, I don't have that anymore in the car. Like, sorry. Like you just gotta, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's not on my phone anymore. I don't know what happened to it. Spotify got rid of all baby bum. <laughs> So, yeah, we'll, uh, I mean, it'll eventually get to that point, I'm sure. But we're going to kind of break up the, the drive, so it's not going to be too bad. So, um, it should be fun, though. So, super stoked on that. But besides that, um, I wasn't even able to get to my shop this week, which is kind of a bummer. So, I didn't pick up anything yet this week. I was hoping to go tomorrow before I leave, so we'll see. Um, but I did get to read Slumber 3, Dude. which was really cool. Talk about Wild. Yeah, it just, dude, the dreams just get crazier and crazier. And this one was cool. You find out a lot of details about, like, the like the way the dream worlds work, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you get more background on Stetson, who's, she's the main character, right? So, you find out that um, she got into this whole business because her daughter was being, like, tormented by this uh, crazy monster or creature. Valkyria. Yeah, from her dreams. And you see, like, her and her husband... They tried like everything to help. And I think it was her husband actually that had this business card. And he's like, hey, this is like the last resort. Let's try this, you know, this dream walker thing. Dream. He's the dude's a dream healer. Or a dream eater. Yeah, yeah. Healer. And so so, um, I'm assuming that's how she got into the business. You know, it kind of stops right there. So you don't know what happens after that. But um, but then you get um, they kind of go into uh, Finch. He's the cop from um 
I think the first issue. issue. Yeah. yeah. And they go into his dream because they find out that that creature is in his dream, right? Mm-hmm. So she rolls in there and his dream is insane. Dude, nuts, man. <laughs> like there's all these like fish characters like flying around and like it's just a weird dream. Well, one of the cool things that you learn is that so she shoots and kills him in his dream. And like he leaves his skin behind or his like, I don't I guess that's the best way to put it. Yeah. And he comes back. And so you find out if it if it's the host's dream, if the host dies in his own dream, he can't die. He'll come back through a door or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so but dude, it was nuts because she to pretend to be him so that the demon thing would come after him. She puts on his old suit. She just throws on his skin over him. Yeah. For, that and was it, crazy. The art on that where it's all, it reminded me a little bit of men in black where that dude, the aliens got it's all, all droopy. That, like, it's all droopy <laughs> dude. Yeah. Dude. But the coloring and the artwork, I love it, man. Oh yeah. Like it's, it's super just fun. phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. Because it's kind of a, it's kind of a dark, you know, comic but with the with the cool coloring and and the bright colors it kind of lightens it up a little bit so it's not as crazy yeah if that makes sense totally and uh this one ends with a cliffhanger man that i like a huge cliffhanger you just want to know what the heck's gonna happen yeah because too like if you think about it like the host is plugged into that machine right so they're laying yeah. down. There's a dude like monitoring, monitoring like him and his vitals and the whole dream. What, what are all the stuff that's going on? But she actually like steps foot through this special door and goes into the dream herself. So if something yeah. happens to her, like, I don't know, does she, if something happens in the dream world, she's got to, I would assume die. You yeah, know what I mean? My guess. <laughs> yeah. And so that cliffhanger at the end, I mean, it's, a, it's like a two-parter. What's going to happen? What's going to happen to her? It's not yeah. So um, it continues to be a cool story, man. I, I definitely like it. Um, I'm continuing uh, that on my, my list for sure. It's still early enough for people to, to pick up and get into. I'm sure they can find, you know, the first two issues at their local shop or wherever they get their comics. But, um, yeah, super fun story, and um, I like it. Dude, I love it. Uh, one of the things that – is super crazy is that so i just wonder the ramifications of of them both being seen as him too in his own dream mm. i didn't think because about that yeah because there's that part where he runs away and his little costume falls off and everyone starts yelling at him and the funeral there i mean do we assume that's the same character from the end of the story's funeral i would think so i think yeah. so yeah and so everyone's saying it should have been you. So that's crazy too. Like what happened? Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know. I love this. Story. Yeah, there was. I didn't even think about that. With since she's dressed up in his his uh, skin, huh? Interesting. Yeah, he had that fish hat on, and remember, <clears throat> yeah. he gets scared, runs away, and the fish hat falls yep, off, and yep. everyone can see. They're all chasing him. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, yeah, dude. I don't know. I love this. Have you heard anything about? Is this like? Um, like an eighter or a twelver, or is this just? You know what? I'm not a hundred percent sure what this is. It seems cool, and I know it's got that. I said before, it's kind of got like a chew vibe, and chew went on for a while. But I just wonder here. It kind of feels like if they're just telling this one story, like what's going to happen when she catches um, Valkyra or Val- yeah. Val- you so know? I think it's just a six six issues. Oh, it's just six issues. Yeah, that's what it looks like. All right. Which, I mean, could be cool, but I could see them doing all kinds of extra stuff with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. 
But either way, I'm along for the ride on this one. Super fun. And um, I can't wait to see what happens with Stetson and with this Finch guy and everything. Like like you said at the end, there's that little cliffhanger that kind of hooks you in. Yeah, dude. And uh, definitely makes me want to find out like what else this artist has done because. Yeah, what's the artist's name? I don't know if it's Cardinali or. Yeah, yeah. Vanessa Cardinali, I believe. Okay. Is how you would yeah, say. yeah, yeah. I think you got it. Dude, did I? <laughs> but what cover did you get? I wish people could see it, but I got the one with like the, the rainbow and the yeah, witch coming out the of the one, shadow. Yep, the one that's super bright. Yeah, that's exactly the one I got. It's such a cool cover. Dude, just talk about rad. Yeah, they have a lot going on on that one. Dude, but I got to, uh, did you get to get into Noctera 10? I did get into Noctera 10. And um, I don't know, what do you think of, what do you think of this one? I thought that there were some parts that were a little bit <laughs> questionable, like in terms of pacing for me. Mm-hmm. But I thought overall, like uh, just the way it ended was freaking wild. Yeah. Like, uh, with I don't want to ruin it, but I'm really excited to see the the last issue of the arc uh, coming out soon. Eleven. Yeah, I felt the same way. I thought because the end of um, what nine, right? The end of nine, they're like just building them up like okay they're gonna be at eos so 10 has got to be it's got to get going you know they something big is gonna happen and then they end up getting there and it, i i don't know i was a little disappointed to be honest wasn't it a little weird that where they where they got i was under the impression that they were going to eos or whatever and then they were kind of at a at a like a so it wasn't EO. Yeah. They were still like getting the coordinates or something. Yeah. From that so they got part. to this place. I can't even remember what they call this place, but this is where they make the nocturnes. Like they make, um, this is where like Blacktop Bill was created, right? Yeah. Um, with the nanotubes and everything. And, and that's why it makes his, um, you know, he looks like a silhouette. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know. I was just expecting a little more. So I was kind of, I don't know, underwhelmed, I guess you could say with what was going on. But I mean, it's, they did build it for the, for the, next issue because that's going to be the end of the arc so it should a lot of stuff's going to pop off i think in 11 i think it'll be pretty fast paced dude totally but that final panel dude just like made the issue for me where all those crazy you know uh creatures in the sea are going nuts and then he just got blacktop bill saying that's my girl yeah like blacktop bill's just he continues to just be insane he's (laughs) one of the craziest villains ever in any comic i think dude he's pretty crazy and I can't really tell, like, I can't really get a good feel for what side he's playing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's playing his own side. That's just Blacktop yeah, Bill. That's what I was going to say, yep. But there's that time where he shows up to where he's made, you know, and he sees his, his old friends or whatever you want to call them. And they're like, we used to be family. And he says, I've got a new family now. And you're just like, so does Blacktop Bill really think, like, he's part of this crew now? And I remember Bailey says to Val... Like, is Blacktop Bill just going to be with us forever now? He is, isn't he? And Val's pretty much just like, hey, I run this this convoy. Yeah, I run Sundog, yeah. And so it's just like, I'm really curious, like, what, where, like, what's, what do you think? Honestly, dude, he's playing everybody, I think. He's doing his own thing. I don't see him siding with anybody, honestly. No. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. He's too crazy. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. That's just the yeah. kind of person I, I see him being. There was also a couple a couple uh, dialogues I wasn't crazy about. Uh, just some some stuff just is just over the top gross. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, and I, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, 
I, I want to see what happens. Um, interesting stuff going on with Blacktop and um, with the other, the other Bill, I'll say, or William, whatever his name is. Um, so that should be crazy, but, um, that was the weakest part of the issue for me though. And this one was yeah. that stuff with, with William and Bill and yeah, for him to just like how he just showed up. I was kind of like, I don't know. It was kind of weird for me. And then how the like main dudes just like, all right, let's fight for the name Bill. And then the William was like, you had me a bill. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But, um, I, I still like what do you think since it's being told from um you know Piper's perspective I just miss it being told from Val's perspective man I think it definitely lost a little bit of its uh I don't know magic yeah uh, I I don't know like look I'm I'm not the brightest student and math was my weakest subject and her obsession with fractions just oh, doesn't work gosh, for me dude yeah yeah I hear you and they're flipping. She's like, I should have flipped the fraction upside down. And I'm like, what are you doing? I know. She, she, yeah, she relates everything to this math equation she's trying to figure out. And after a while, I'm just like, I'm over the math equation. Over the man. math equations, dude. <laughs> Isn't that why I read a comic, you know? No, but I, I do miss, uh, I do miss it from Val's point of view. So it'll be interesting to see what they do after this art, too. Are they going to keep it from Piper or is it going to switch to someone else? You know what I mean? Who knows what happens? Because there's still, like, stuff going on with Emery that they really haven't touched on. You know what I mean? Like, he's still kind of, like, a couple issues ago, he was still, like, he feels, like, you know, all the shades and everything still within him since he almost was a shade. Was that in 9? It was in 8 or 9. I can't remember. But I remember, like, Emery, like, had these deep feelings and he was, like, so there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on with him that they haven't really explored on yet. Yeah, I agree. And... It's interesting, though, because the way it was kind of setting up felt like they were kind of just going to like like something bad was going to happen to Val and it was going to be Bailey's convoy going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I don't think they'll do that, though, but man. I don't think they will either. And I just I hope they do kind of touch more on Amory because like he was a big part of, you know, the first arc and um he seems like he could be super useful and super helpful since he has Mm -hmm. that you know i don't know if it's like communication or that just sense with with the shades and i don't you know i wish they would kind of elaborate that a little more yeah i will say it was kind of cool to see bailey get nuts at the end though where she knew what was going to happen when she plugged in the the hepatome. Mm-hmm. I think she's and starting to kind of finally come to her senses that because like I think in the beginning of this arc, she was like, oh, we're going to fix the world and it's going to be like perfect once mm-hmm. we fix it. And now I think she's starting to realize that it's never going to be the same and that she's got to kind of, you know, there's always going to be the craziness still no matter what. Yeah. So I think she's finally starting to realize that. And I think Blacktop Bill played a big role in that, like with him, his Definitely. dialogue mm-hmm. with her. And uh, he kind of opened her eyes and was like, hey, when you fix it and and if you do bring back the light, like it's not going to be like what you think it is. It's still going to be there's still going to be crazy people out there. Yeah. He even said it's going to be worse because of all this. Remember that? Because they won't need to rely on each other anymore for survival. And so they're going to, you know, like it's going to be wild if they do end up bringing back the light. So Mm -hmm. I think she's finally realizing that, hey, I got to. I don't think it's going to be all, you know, rainbows and sunshine, sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty cool. So I'm still interested to see what's going on and what's going to happen. And, um, 
yeah, so pretty cool. Yeah, super excited for the season finale, as it were. Yeah, I think that's in a couple of weeks. I think we got two weeks. I think, and issue eleven yeah. comes out. Yeah. So, what else, man? What else did you get into? Did you have um, time for anything else this week? I did read um, Batman: The Night issue five, which continues to still be fun. And um, he's in like a new place, and he's got um, it's him and his his buddy that they uh, like escape this. Um, like martial arts, like monastery, I want to call it. And um, he's running around with this other lady who's like really into like espionage. And so he's learning some new stuff and uh, pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like it. You, you, you'll, you'll like it too. So I won't tell you too much since you haven't read it. Yeah, I'll have to wait for the compendium. Yeah, I think one more issue. Yeah, one more. So a couple of weeks probably, I'm sure. But other than that, that's about it. I um, I didn't get to really watch much either this week, and um, but I know you did. You got a lot of uh, Harry Potter in again, huh? Dude, I I'm all the way up to seven now, so I've got the last two movies to go. Dude, you were just chugging along through those. Chugging. It helps when you're sick and you get some time at home. Very true. Very true. So, and like, and I just wanted to lay on the couch. And so I was like, well, I could read a comic or I could watch Harry Potter. And Harry Potter won most of the time this week. No, very cool. Did, um, have your kids watched any of them yet? Like the first one, or are they still waiting? Still waiting. I made a pact with my oldest one today that over summer break, we're going to watch five new movies. So wish me luck. Dude, Harry Potter's got to be one of them. Got to be one, dude. Uh, so I watched, I watched all those, dude, they're just so good. Three is my favorite. Uh, Which ones? I love what three. happens in three? That's when you first meet Sirius Black and his, uh, the, the dark arts professor is a werewolf and you, you know. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So good, dude. I love that. What's the movie. ones where they have like the, the trials where all the different people come to, um, the castle and they have like all the. Like they have to dive like they, in the water and yeah. So that's the uh, goblet of fire. That's four. That's four. Okay. Yeah. If I got any of those names wrong, I apologize. I'm not a huge <laughs> Harry Potter head, <laughs> but I do enjoy them. What's number three called? Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, okay. you're just doing this on purpose. I am. Aren't I'm you? <laughs> trying to get you to see what see how much you know. <laughs> uh, no, that's impressive, dude. Good job. I want. I need to re- go through them all again. And I don't think, like I said um, a couple weeks ago, I don't think I've even watched them all. Yeah, dude, they're they're fantastic, man. Uh, especially the last two, I really love. Just get the you know, see how it all played out. Yeah, but Did, three is the best. I know this is um, kind of just in the same line of um, or same style movies, but you know, like all the Lord of the Ring movies. Did you keep up with all those? Like all the. Um, the Hobbit ones, and now that they're coming out with a new one, I saw that they're doing something with that on Amazon, right? Mm, I think it's going to the big screen, isn't it? I'm not sure. It might. I thought it was. Uh, no, I have only watched. I only watched the three, and I remember when I. I don't know if I, me and my wife were for just dating at the time or what, but I tried to get her to watch them with me. But dude, they're like three hours long, and dude, yeah, she just she wasn't. She she was like, nah. Fell asleep a couple times. Yeah, so I think I think you're right. I think it is Amazon. Uh, honestly, I probably won't. And then I and I'm not watching Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and all those Harry Potter spinoffs either. Dude, Fantastic Beasts. I watched the first one and I actually liked it. I mean, they look cool, but I I don't know. And now there's another one coming out, like The Secrets of Dumbledore or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, they're all on HBO. So who knows? You're going to watch if them, I dude. Can, if I continue to be sick, <laughs> I'll you're probably gonna, watch You're going to watch them. Fantastic Beasts, the first one I really liked. I didn't think I was going to like it. And I think one of my kids decided to pick um, pick it on a family movie night. And uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Right on. I'll, I'll give it a shot then. Yeah, you'll like it, dude. <laughs> you're going to watch it, bro. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But then I also got to uh, some other stuff I got to read this week. Um, I wanted to get into Bloodshot, but I, I wasn't able to, to dig through a trade. I didn't have the mind space for digging through that. So I just tried to get through the stack. So I got to read We Have Demons 2, mm-hmm. another Scott Snyder. Yeah. I like it. You get to learn more about, um, I can't remember his name now, but the demon that's fighting for the the light side. And uh, just some fascinating stuff. You learn about her dad, too. But, dude, I just want to show you something. And, like, I still really like this. But look at this page. Look at all the freaking text on one page. Yeah. Like, it's just all over the place. And then the page right before that. Like, like it's just almost like. Hmm. Interesting. So, it's really text heavy. But you get to learn a lot in this issue. And I think they're kind of. It's only three issues, so they, they have to pack a lot in. Oh, so, is it? Okay. Yeah. And it's fascinating, dude. Greg Capullo's art, man. Look at this thing. Dude, yeah. I like that. that Isn't is that rad. awesome? Yeah, that's a pretty rad fight scene. So <clears> I still really like it. It was really good. I definitely recommend this to anybody. Uh, it's only three issues, so super solid stuff. Yeah, yeah. very cool. I got to read Saga uh, 59. Just continues to be really, really good. Some sad stuff goes down in this one, but... It's such a big story. I never really know what to say about a single issue of. Something. I know. It's like I, it's still good. Yeah. How do you? Talk, yeah. How do you talk about that when they're like sixty issues deep? <laughs> I know. <clears throat> and then, dude, one of the ones I was talking about last week that you had uh, that we had talked about, I think you had seen it too, was past the last mountain. Mm, yeah, I really wanted to see what that was about. Dude, I really liked it, dude. And I, uh, Frank from Coffee and a Comic, I just got two and three in the mail, so. I'm excited to to keep up with that and and what's going on in that story. Uh, super cool stuff, man. So, what is it? What's the what are the three characters in that? So, there's a dragon mm-hmm. and there's um, it's a troll. And oh, it's a baby okay. troll. Okay, like a, a toddler troll. Okay, and I don't really know what the other one is. Uh, it's kind of looks like or an a, elf or something. She's got horns and she kind of looks like she's got like lion fur. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like some sort of antelope. <laughs> all right. You just pulled you just pulled that animal out of thin air, dude. Out of all the animals, you throw out an <laughs> antelope. <laughs> right on. <laughs> they have horns, right? They probably don't even have horns. I'm pretty sure they? they have some horns, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Well, that's cool. What's the like premise behind that story? Like, I know they were kind of. I I read they were like running from the government, or the is there? A re- do you find out why they were getting chased down? Or uh, those creatures and humans had a big war, and they rounded up all of them and kept them hostage, right? And so it seemed like they either got rid of most of them, or the ones that were still living were were rather peaceful, hmm. but living in like a caged life. And so it kind of opens up with the mama troll going going nuts and breaking down uh, one of the fences, and the dudes are all like, "What's going on? She's never like this." But you find out she's causing a distraction so that her kid, the little kid troll, and the the two of them can get away, and they're trying to go to Dragon Island or something, which is supposed to be a safe haven mm-hmm. for creatures like this. 
and um, cool interplay between all the three three main characters. And I mean, I'm the the plot's super cool, and uh, hmm. yeah, man, I'm gonna have to pick it up because yeah, it definitely looked interesting when I seen it, and I was kind of on the fence about picking it up. I ended up not doing it, and then I seen you got it, and I was like, dude, I should have grabbed it too. So I'll have to swoop that one up and check it out. I think you'd like it, dude. It's pretty cool. It's got that uh, it's got that cool vibe that we both enjoy. You you know how we both love antelopes. <laughs> hey, you had me at antelope. When she said antelope, I thought for sure I'm picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would work. Uh, well, right now, dude, I'm glad you got to get into a lot of stuff, man. I'm yeah. stoked for you that you got to, especially watching all those Harry Potters, dude. That's some time commitment for sure. I never, you've said this a couple times, Bean. I never know if you're like pulling my leg or, or something <laughs> like I'm like, is he really stoked that I've watched Harry Potter? Like, I'm like, and then I've sort of believe it. I'm like, I think maybe he is stoked. No, I am because I'm actually a little jelly. Like, I wish I had, dude. I want to go through those again. And um, I think my son's still a little too young to watch him, but I know my middle daughter. She she loves the jam though. So at least I have yeah. uh, somebody to watch it with. So <clears throat> yeah, but um, I can't wait for my daughter to want to watch some grown-up movies man i mean i can't do encanto and frozen 2 for the rest of my life gosh dude i know my two older ones now that they're getting older like family movie nights are starting to get better because they're like movies that i'll enjoy most of the time or someone enjoy because man sometimes those family movie nights would get rough dude when it's like frozen for the 15th time or whatever (laughs) you end up just taking a (laughs) you know a nap basically for the whole thing after a while (laughs) yeah dude oh my gosh i'm just like no can't do encanto for the 150th time (laughs) yep so once they get a little older man they um the movies get a little bit better but now i have you know we started over and now i have the the three-year-old to to do that but at least he's into cool stuff like he's watching at least he's what you come home and he's watching turtles yeah we're watching the 90s dream for me yeah we're watching the 1990 ninja turtles so i'm like sweet dude i'll i'll watch this with you for sure (laughs) you're like it's not frozen heck yeah i'm in yeah right now he's in a bunch of star wars stuff all of a sudden like i came home today and he's like he was so stoked he's like dad check this out and I'm like, what, dude? He's like, Star Wars is on here. And oh he was all gosh. fired up. And he, so he's watch, he watches them all, like the cartoon ones, the Lego ones. Um, so, Bro, I tried to get into Lego Batman and I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it? Dude, I love the Lego Batman. I thought it was so I know you funny. did. I'm going to retry it again. Yeah, try uh, it again. Because I love Will Arnett, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, for some reason, I think I was just, I had done so many Batman animated movies. Remember that? When yeah, I went on you were on a trip? Yeah. I was on a tear, dude, yeah. and uh, the, that was the last one, and I think I was just a little bit of, uh, I need a Batman break. Yeah, take a break and, and retry it, but, dude, there's so much, like, funny adult humor in those. Like, oh, dude, just so funny. You'll have to try it again. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I will. Dude, but um, B-O-Dub, dude. Yeah, let's get into some uh, Let's get into some Maze Book, man. I'm super stoked to talk to you about this one. I think it'll, you know, it's going to hit home, I think, for both of us. And um, why don't you give us um, a little kind of overview of um, of this? Yeah, dude. So Jeff Lemire May's book. It's a five issue uh, run through Dark Horse, and it's a story about a man named Will uh, who lost his daughter Wendy, and he's just a man who is going through so much loss and trauma and depression about the loss of his daughter. 
And it's just a story following him to a, a road to hope, I, I would say. You know what I mean? Um, and dealing with those, you get to watch Will struggle and deal with those things and, and how he's going to come out of the other side. Yeah, no, for sure. I think, um, you know, everybody deals with grief differently, right? And you kind of see, you definitely see it in here how he's dealing with it and the, the struggles he goes through and the kind of path almost to destruction that he's going down. And then you end up, we meet his, um, why or his ex-wife and how, you know, she kind of moved on and, mm-hmm. um, dude, just a man, this one is, um, one of my favorite uh, Lemire stories for sure. Dude, it's just solid, solid all the way through. Everything about it is just meticulously done. Um, but I wanted to ask you a question. Do you have issue one in front of you right now? I do. Can you turn to the second page where he's standing in a sub, like a train? Yeah. Now, have you ever seen a picture of Dustin Wynn, the dude who does the art for Little Monsters? That's got to be him right there. That's him, isn't it, bro? A hundred percent that's him, dude. I didn't even notice that until you just pointed it out, but that is um pretty darn close. Maybe it's like a he's throwing him in as like a thank you. Yeah, dude. So I think it's just like he's drawing his friend in here. Yeah. But I was like, dude, that's him, man. That yeah, that possibly could be. That's funny. I didn't even notice that. But anyway, that's just a little aside. But so it kind of just opens up and and you know, you learn right away that that Will's, you know, just shut shut himself off. Not only, I mean, almost completely from life. Like he he doesn't talk to friends. He hasn't he doesn't make any effort to make a connection with coworkers, even though they're trying to make a connection to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that that's captured, the way that Lemire does that, the dialogue, the internal monologues, but the art too, the way everything is cast in the sepia tone. Mm-hmm. There's just no color. Everything's kind of lifeless, and so you're with Will in this world that just feels completely disconnected um it just doesn't mean anything to him anymore you know what i mean just because he's that struggle that pain that he feels um from the loss of his child he's been carrying it with him forever what was it like 11 years yeah so i think it show i think in issue one in some part he's been um she's been gone now for 11 years to the point where he's like man i almost i forget what her what she looks like you know yeah and um, one thing that he always remembers, right, is he had this old red sweater that mm-hmm. she just loved to wear. Who knows why? Raggedy you know, he doesn't even sweater. know. Yeah, he doesn't even know why she liked to wear it. It was just this beat up old sweater, but she loved it. And I love how he he incorporates color in this. You know, like mm-hmm. like you said, the majority of the, of the of the run is in these like dark like colors like these browns these grays and it yeah. just shows the it sets the tone and the mood and um but when you get glimpses of his daughter right is the only time you see any like bits of color or like i would almost compare it to like joy right yeah and so the way he he does this throughout the whole run i thought was perfect it fits the yeah. story and you know me, like I, I do like Jeff Lemire. I, I'm not, I don't think his, his art's not my favorite, but with this, it like, I don't think anybody else could have done, you know, done this story. Yeah. it could. I don't think it could have been done by anybody, but Jeff, like, I don't think anyone would have done it justice and it fits it really, really well. Yeah. 
I can understand his art being hit and miss for for anybody. And I agree, though, as you're going through this story, uh, the way that it is able to the movement in his lines and uh, stuff just captures emotion in a way that I think the, you know, cleaner, cleaner sort of illustrations don't really do. And so here with that movement of the lines on Will's face and just capturing mm-hmm. that depression or anxiety or excitement or you know, whatever he's going through, I think is just something that's, uh, yeah, like you said, only he could do. Yeah. But one of the fascinating things, dude, is so he talks about it, about this, like he's his memory's fading, like you said, but he's got he he calls it a room in his mind mm-hmm. that every once in a while he's able to visit this room. And when he's there, those pieces of her and what he remembers of her all come back. And uh, it's wild to me, though, because when he gets in that room here, the first time we get to see it, like her face is, uh, how would you call it? It's like blurred out. Yeah. Like, there's no detail to her yeah. face. Yep. And uh, and you could just see it. He's in there for, for what, four panels. And on the fourth panel, on the third panel, it just starts fading to the point of almost being no detail at all in that fourth panel. And it's just the way that's done, that movement, like it just makes you feel the same way. Yeah. It's almost like he um it's it's almost like he he's gone so deep into his like I don't know, his like depression that he you know, he's the cause of him forgetting her. You know what I mean? If that makes sense, right? Yeah, and it's wild too because you you kind of get the impression too it's not just a grief of a father who lost the child. It's that he's blaming himself, mm-hmm. you find out later on. And so he's got this grief that's so heavy. Um, and is it an issue one where he starts talking about routine or isn't that, is that in two? Mm. Yeah, no, that's in this one. That's issue one where he's talking about how it, to him. So, you know, this, the mund- mundane, the mu- mundane sort of life where he's just like, I'm nothing. I'm just routine, too scared to be anything else anymore. And he's just says to himself, but he likes that routine because then he doesn't have to think he mm-hmm. doesn't have to like feel anything because, uh, throwing yourself into a routine. And I know this personally, having dealt with, you know, depression, anxiety, stuff like that, that like throwing yourself into those routines is, is a way of an escape a little bit, you know, but it does keep you down. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in all these panels where he, there's just no, there's no life in Will, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. He's just like, go like, he just doesn't care anymore. You know, he's just going, he literally does the same thing every single day, you know? And And he's a stickler too, man, at his job. Yeah, for sure. And he even tells himself he's just so, he's just so weak. Like he doesn't do anything and it's just crazy. And isn't it fascinating that like he is recognizing that about himself, even here early on, like that there's just, there's nothing he can do except for his routine. Yeah. He's a, Go ahead. No, you you finish your thought. It's just interesting that like that self-recognition um, and I wonder how it kind of carries through the story, you know, or what that means that he's able to to recognize that about himself yeah. early on. Hmm. Yeah, no, that is interesting. But he does seem to, you know, after 11 years, he does seem to he's like, you know, realizing something is wrong. Right. Yeah. And, and that pant that that double page spread where he's just like uh, this one right here, where it's him and he's having memories of his daughter. I, that what he says there, dude, hit me hard too. Where he's just like, 
Um, she was 11 years old. She was brave. She was strong. And here I am, a 50-year-old weak dude, too too weak to do anything. Like, why her and not me? Yeah. Uh, and you could just imagine this. Like, all the monologue and dialogue that Jeff does here uh, feels so natural, so real. Um, you know what I mean? Didn't it feel that way? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I love the... Uh just him when he's just alone, like when he's walking down the street and he has his, like, you know, these narration bubbles pop up, like mm-hmm. it's just perfectly written. I think. Yeah, dude. It just feels so real. Like it doesn't feel forced. It feels very natural. I don't know how else to say it, but it feels very natural. Yeah, no, definitely. He makes it like, so pretty much anybody can re- like pick this up and just relate to the story right away, yeah. you know? And so, um, with, with him dealing with all this stuff, right, he, um, he like starts having all these dreams. Um, wh- one thing to mention, I think, is his daughter was like fascinated with puzzles, right? Yeah, yeah. Super fascinated with puzzles. She was like, all, she would breeze through them too, to the point where she was just like, they were simple for her. Even the ones that were super difficult that he looked at and was like, how am I going to, you know, how would someone do this? She would able to, was able to just figure it out quick, right? Mm-hmm. And I love how he says she didn't even look at the end. She would just go. And that whole bit, too, was super rad. And I thought very poignant where it was like, if you look too far out, you can get overwhelmed or confused. I can't remember exactly how she says it, but she says something like, so you just got to go one step at a time. Yeah. And uh, I always think that's such a good life advice, too. Like, not just for a maze, but like. You know, sometimes you got to slow it down and just look right in front of you. And especially when you're dealing with depression and stuff, uh, we, I'll speak for myself, the tendency to forecast or to, to think further Mm -hmm. can sometimes stop you from even taking that first step. So if you just take the first step, sometimes those fears and anxieties don't have anything to say because you're already making a move. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Like a lot of the time too, I mean, it's. Like I said, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, deal with this, but like you're almost not present then because you're always trying to look at the end, right? Well, what's next or what's going to be, what's going to happen at this time instead of being in the moment and being present, you know, like, yeah. so yeah, definitely um, cool, man. And um, the end of issue one, it it, it ends on a crazy note because, you know, he gets this phone call like at 3 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. and um it's his daughter on the other line and she's you know telling well well so he thinks right right telling telling her you know um i'm in the center and mm-hmm. that you need to find me and yeah then the phone hangs up and um he's like wendy and then it just you know it leaves you with him just sitting on his bed and he's just like shocked doesn't know what to I do know. you know yeah so um So you've got uh, a father who his daughter died 10 or 11 years ago and he's, he's, he's just been a lifeless, you know, routine as he would say for the last 10 years or whatever. And uh, all of a sudden he gets a call from his daughter who, who loved Mesa saying I'm in the center. And uh, so that's, that's kind of the big premise now, right? Is that you've got the dad who is so grief stricken uh, that he he's gonna do anything now, right? Yeah, that's all. He, he's gonna put all effort and you know thought. Everything is just gonna be dedicated to this now. Mm-hmm. Like he puts off work, 
Like everything is on the Which back is crazy because he's a, for his for him to break his routine for this really means something. I think. Yeah. Um, and I, it's interesting that issue two opens up with some color on the very first panels. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like anytime it has anything to do with his daughter, there he you know Lemire throws a little bit of color in there. You know that actually shows mm-hmm. when you know he was you know happier and in, in a better place than where where yeah. he's at currently. You know. And dude, he, when he goes to visit his wife, man, his ex-wife, that was a rough scene, dude. Yeah, that was tough because she's moved on, right? So she's remarried. She ha- has another child of her own, and he's trying to explain to her what's going on. She doesn't buy it, you know. She's like, "No, that is impossible. She's gone. Like, not happening," you know. And um, he he is now on the hunt for this sweater, right? So he that's why he, I think that's why he went over there. He's trying to look for that old red sweater, right? I'm not sure if it was for the red sweater. I think he's looking for her old maze books. Or was that it? Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. I know that's what he ends up finding up there, right? Is he finds that one of those books he opens and it's got yeah, the maze. Yeah, the right. Maze. Okay. But one of the things that I thought was really cool about this scene with him and his ex-wife is this is really two ways of dealing with grief and loss, right? Yeah. And uh, you see her and the way she and, – and there's no casting of, of – um, one's better than the other it's just people handle things in in a different way and so you see with her she had to move on she forced herself to move on she feels it too she's let will know um but one of the the fascinating bits here that she says to him that i thought was like seriously on point she says it's been 10 years it was either start over or die. Mm-hmm. You never made the choice. He's still literally in limbo completely, not able to make a choice to do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Just stuck. Yeah. And so I thought that was, that was again, a good bit of uh, insight on Lemire's part um, in writing this. Yeah, dude. Good. Um, I like that point. Yeah, very good. And so he's up in the attic of the of the house and he finds that unfinished maze and he's just like <laughs> he's just this is it, you know? And Yeah, he's convinced himself that that's it. Because that's the only mm-hmm. out of all those books he's looking at, that's the only maze that wasn't finished by his daughter. They were all in red pin, right? And so yeah. he was like, you know, convinced that this this is what he was meant to find and mm-hmm. and um here he is you know every single night he's looking at his phone at 3 a.m still like expecting another phone call i know when he finds that maze he doesn't know what to do with it yeah so he's like well she's gonna call me again <laughs> and uh it doesn't happen man and the artwork and the paneling on that page dude where it's literally 12 panels per page here on that double page so you've got 24 24 panels yeah, of him just yeah. looking at his phone, waiting for a phone call. Yeah. Just so, so awesome, man. And I, I love the way it's, it plays, plays with you on those final four panels and, and what's going on with Will. Cause he's starting to feel crazy. Yeah. You know, cause he recognized it even to, to his ex-wife. Uh, what was her name? Lisa? Yeah. No, not Lisa, Elena. And, um, so my question for you is like at this point for, for Will as a father, who his daughter has been dead for 10 years, who thinks he's, who thinks he, he knows how crazy this sounds, but he's still doing it all in re, in real time and reality, like living it. Like mm-hmm. what exactly do you think's going on with him? Honestly, at this point when I'm reading this, cause um, when I, when I picked this up, it, I picked it up one morning and um, after the first issue, I couldn't stop. And so I just read through. Right. But at this point in the story, you start thinking he's just a, 
a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Like he is on a path of self-destruction and he's just honestly going insane. Yeah. That's where I think he's at. Like mm-hmm. he goes into this, like towards the end of issue two, he's like in this dream, right? Like, or you think it's just a dream because like, it's just weird stuff starts happening. You're like, okay, he's going, Talking dogs. yeah, he's going insane. Like he's walking through this like maze of all these, um, telephone poles and, and, um, it ends at like a cliff, you know, and like you said, there's a, the talking dog and he looks down at the city and it's like a, a looks like a maze of, of the, the last uh, one that wasn't finished. And mm-hmm. so you're like, okay, this dude is starting to go insane now. To, he's like to the point where he needs some help. Mm, yeah, dude. And I mean, even to the point where he sees somebody wearing a red sweater on the street and starts chasing him. Yeah. And, you know, again, he's putting off work like he's, he, he is, just down a path of, of destruction pretty much. Yeah. And, and I thought a really powerful scene of feeling, uh, the, um, the weight of, of that, of exactly what you're saying is at the very end, like his willingness to see a sign or a clue or a message is almost sad, dude. Cause he's up on that roof and he sees an extension cord mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like a big message for him. Right. Yep. And uh, he follows it out and he looks over the city and he's just like, oh, I see it now. Yeah. Like it's the city. The city is the maze. <laughs> yep. And it's just like, yeah, man, you're you're just like, oh, no, Will, dude. Like you got to gotta pull it together, man. Yeah. yeah. Feel bad for y- Yeah. That. You're heartbroken for the guy because – he, like his wife said, you know, like you either choose to to figure out how to keep on living or or die or die. That's the alternative, you know. And uh-huh. you know, everybody, like we said, like this is so relatable because you know everybody's gone through some type of grief and loss through life. It's mm-hmm. tough. And so he ends up placing that maze on top of him of a you know it took some days or whatever yeah. and he finally figures it out that if he lines up the entrance of the maze where it's going to end and if you look at the map isn't it crazy that uh the ending is at a hospital yeah it's probably the i'm assuming it's the hospital where she was at you know yeah but when he gets there it doesn't look like a hospital bro it looks like an alleyway yeah who knows maybe yeah back side of the hospital or something but he is convinced that that's it you know, still <laughs> in is, his mind, yeah. he's like, she's there. I'm going, you mm-hmm. know? And he, when he gets there, it's just a brick wall dead end. And, um, dude, he, again, just so self-destructive. He starts punching the wall to the point where he, you know, busts up his knuckles and he's just, again, you think he's going crazy. Yeah. And so with some <laughs> defeat, he goes home and I think we get to have one of the cooler, um, this is definitely the best part of, of this issue for me is yeah. when he gets to meet his neighbor, issue three, uh, when he gets to meet his neighbor, uh, Lisa. Mm-hmm. And she just seems like exactly what he needs right now, mm-hmm. man. She just comes alongside. She's a true listener, like really listens and doesn't cast any sort of prejudgment or judgment at all. Yeah. And like, even when he's like, I, I, he, he's saying it again. He's like, I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds crazy. And she's just like, well, you know, maybe it's not that crazy. And it's just the type of person, like, it's exactly what Will needed. 
I think, yep. you know, cause where he's at and the spot he, he's in and everything he's dealing with, like he just needed someone to listen to him and yeah. to talk to him and, and to understand where he's at. And that's mm-hmm. what she was there for. And, um, super cool. So good. Yeah. But the, the sad thing again is that, uh, will trapped in himself, even though he is having a decent time, is unable at this moment to really see mm-hmm. what Lisa brings to his life at this yeah, moment. Yeah, he still can't be like just in the moment with with what's going on, right? Yeah. And it just he's just so lost in in the sorrow and pain that even when there's a bright spot, like the color doesn't change here. Mm-hmm. It's all sepia tone. Yep. Like nothing's changing for him. Um in that panel, dude right here where she walks away to make food, but it's him just totally down. Yep. Yeah. You can still see, like, like we said, like he's still not there. His mind is still like, Hey, I'm going to find, I'm going to find uh Wendy. It's just wild, dude. And I love, I love that you get her. I think she's a, an interesting sort of play for him, especially in issue three right here, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's not giving up, man. He keeps going back to that brick wall. Yeah, it's cool, too, because the dog that he's seen in issue two, right? This talking dog that pops up. And when you you first meet that talking dog, you're like, dude, this is wild. Like, you're Will. Like, what's going on (laughs) with you, man? Well, when he's in the um, apartment visiting Lisa, right, he sees a picture of her with that dog. And so, he's like, who's that dog? Like, he recognizes it, you know? And she's like, oh, that's Vern. That's my dog. He's ran away. So I'm assuming, you know, since they've been neighbors for, I'm assuming for a while, right? I'm sure Will has seen him at some point in time. He's had to have seen his dog, mm-hmm. his neighbor's dog, like, right? So subconsciously, that right. dog is in his But think memory. about it. He was so deep down in his depression and his grief. Like he didn't, and just doing his routine life, I'm sure he didn't notice, like, you know, he could care less about everything going around him mm-hmm. or everything going on around him, right? Yeah. So, um, but it was cool. You kind of see where that dog comes from now in, in issue three. Yeah. So uh, that dream in issue two, where you see the dog for the first time, it's funny because he's sitting there and uh, with the maze and ends up falling asleep on the couch and slips into that dream, which Lemire, uh, the tone for that is a blue instead of a sepia, mm-hmm. but everything's the same blue. And what's fascinating here in issue three is that he's back at that wall, doesn't know what to do, and he starts falling asleep again. And he slips back into a dream because it's all blue again. You know what I mean? Mm. So you know it's a dream because it's all that same blue. Yeah. And the first time I read it, I was a little unclear, a little unsure exactly what was going on. But once I realized what Lemire was doing with the colors this time, everything just kind of made more sense to me. Yeah. Like here it is again, like he slips into a dream and there's Vern. Took you long enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And I do think my second read through was... I enjoyed it a lot more my second read through, which is crazy to me because I thought I like, you know, I was like, oh, I know the story already, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read it again though, but it was way better my second read through. I just, it made so much, like, I loved it, loved it. I mean, I'm just going to say the same thing you did. I completely a hundred percent agree yeah. with what you said. Yeah. But, um, and then it just kind of, 
he kind of is dealing with his 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 grief and his loss through in these dreams in different ways and meeting different characters and he has to struggle with them internally in his dreams right like he he even even as conversations with Vern and in the dream are hilarious. Vern is pretty and funny. Vern, <laughs> dude, Vern talks back a little. <laughs> I know. Bit, yeah. Yep. So, um, just fascinating to see what's really going on here. To me, is that like um, in his dreams, Will's really working out a lot of his own issues, his own internal struggles. Yeah, big time. He's yeah. finally starting to realize that you know all of his issues. Um, everything he's dealing with is him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Big time. Yeah. And you get, you get to see like exactly what went down with his daughter. Um, the promises he made to her, which I'm sure fuel his pain Mm -hmm. and suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, he just straight up promised her. He wouldn't let anything bad happen to her. Um, and uh, of course, in that situation, what else is a dad supposed and to And that's say? what every parent says, right? And we kind of talked about this a little bit during the week, dude. Like when you become a parent, right, It um, it's like the most amazing thing in the world. But at the same time, it's the scariest thing in the world. Oh, man. You know that's what true. I mean? Because obviously no one wants anything bad to happen to their kids. And we can say, Oh, you know, all we want until we're blue in the face. Oh yeah. We're going to protect you from everything. But in reality, right. like what can stuff we stuff happens and it's unfortunate yeah. and it sucks and there's nothing we can do about it. And Lemire captures this great in this story. And um, yeah, that definitely, I think fuels his, his internal issues for sure is, you know, him saying that stuff to his daughter. And then unfortunately she, you know, for whatever reason, sickness or what, you don't even know what happens to her, you know, but, and um, just tough situation for, for Will, you know? I mean, it just, I mean, for, for me too, I know for you, but I specifically, I mean, I have two daughters, so this story just freaking hits me, dude, every single time. Yeah. And we, I listened to um, a couple um, like other podcasts and stuff on YouTube about this story just to see what other people, you know, said. And um, I can't remember where or who I heard this from. So I wish I can give him credit, but he said it perfect. Like there's just those forms of art, like, you know, music, poems, stories, movies, stuff like that, that just like hit you different and, you know, make you tear up and just are gut punches. And this is one of them, man. Mm -hmm. This is just such a, just one of those stories that, especially for if you're a parent, I mean, it might hit Mm -hmm. you different if you don't have kids, but as a parent, it definitely um, hits you right in the gut, man, for sure. I think even just as son or a daughter reading a story about i think it could connect with you mm. just reading it as if you were reading it about your parents yeah like if yeah. that ever happened to you but 100 percent agree being a father really makes this story more powerful yeah i don't know if i want to say more powerful but it really hits home i have a question for you here on in issue five at, at the second to last page um so he's chasing chasing the red string and he says, I've forgotten something, haven't I? I've forgotten something important, something I something I didn't want to remember. What the heck is do you have any insight there for me? Hmm. Let me flip there. Hold on. The very second to last page of issue four. Oh, I thought you said issue five. No, sorry, buddy. I might have said five, but I meant four. The one where he's in the he's like uh, going down to the subway 
Vern's telling him, don't go yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. I can't follow you. But he sees the red string, and so he's following it and following it, having memories of Wendy the whole time. And then he says he's forgotten something, something important, something he didn't want to remember. It's crazy because in one of the memories, I think you see Wendy hairless almost with tubes in her nose. Mm. But then he says he forgot something that he didn't want to remember. I just wondered what you thought maybe that was. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe it has to do, he, you know, um, because he starts seeing like before that, he starts seeing all these flashbacks of like what looks like good, fun memories with his daughter and his wife, right? Like they're fishing, they're riding bikes. So these big points in her life, right? But then mm-hmm. he sees the ending or what led to the end of her life, right? Her in the hospital bed. So maybe that's uh, what he didn't want to remember. Like he just wanted to remember her when she was, you know, not sick. I'm, I'm assuming that's what, you know. Oh, you know what? I think you're right, dude. Because in five, doesn't it kind of immediately go? Yeah, dude, you're 100% right. Because in five on the third page, he's sitting there with her in the hospital yeah. bed. So he's staring up at this minotaur, at this beast, right? Which is... In reality, it's himself, right? Turns out to be himself, yeah. And so, um, but yeah, he he wanted he didn't want to remember those times when you know her, her losing her, right? Yeah, yeah, dude. This whole issue, I think, is one of the more powerful single issues of a comic book I've read in my entire life. For sure, for sure. He's sitting there wrestling the Minotaur, strangling it, yelling at it, "Where is she? Where is she?" And then it f- slowly fades to himself. Yeah. Like, so he's been the monster the whole time. Yeah. He's had his, and he, he created that internal monster of yep. all this stuff that he's been facing. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, he finally looks down and realizes that he was fighting himself. And so now he's staring down at his dead body. Right. Yeah. Which is one, like you said, it is, a crazy emotional mm-hmm. two pages. But then he finally, he finally sees the red string runs all the way to, to a room. And it's, it seems like it's probably the room of his memories that he's always talked right, about. Right. This time it's a little more clear yep. because he gets to interact with Wendy. And this is probably the, the hardest mm-hmm. couple pages for me. Yeah. I mean, I was reading it again last night and, just a couple of the bubbles that she said to him, mm-hmm. like just made me stop. I couldn't read. Yeah. I'm not just saying that. Like I literally mean it. Like I just had to be like, oh man. Yeah. Okay, when I finished on. issue five, I remember just kind of looking at the last couple pages and just closing the book and just sitting there in silence and just, just hit me, dude, like a ton of bricks. And you're just like, wow, like, it puts a lot of things into perspective, you, you know, like especially having having kids. And um, I don't think any other comic has ever done this to me. Well, you know, it's such a powerful story, dude. Yeah. And so what Wendy does for Will is give him exactly what he needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um. He's beaten. He's beaten himself up for ten years, thinking he's failed her. Uh, that he's a bad dad. And uh, man, she just says, um, "Well, first of all, 
she just tells him the truth because he's like, hey, I got your phone call. And she's like, nah, it wasn't for yeah, me. Yeah, that wasn't for me. I, I'm not the one you're supposed to be finding. I'm just memories. So, and he's just protesting. He's like, nah, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave. And she says, but you never left me. And she says, if you stay here, you're never going to be anything else. Yep. You're just going to be memories too. That's all you'll be. He says, he just wants to be your father. Like that's all he wants more than anything in the world. And she tells him, you always will be, you know? And I could just imagine from a grieving father, uh, how powerful those worlds, those words would be. Yeah. And, um, it wasn't, it was a little earlier on too. Doesn't she say something like, you're, you were a great dad. Yeah. Cause he, you know, he doesn't think he was a great dad because, you know, he couldn't protect her. Yeah. Right. I mean, but technically it wasn't even his fault, but he took it upon himself and, and, and took that burden when, you know, there was nothing he could have done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She says, you were the best daddy ever. Yeah. When I read that last night, I was, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. And so it ends up, uh, he ends up realizing that what she's saying is the truth, right? Yeah. Like, and he hops back into sepia tone real world. Yeah. And she fades away. Yeah. I don't know how much we want to give away of the ultimate ending, but we kind of give away a lot. Dude, so <laughs> pardon me. Like, I, I don't want to, you know, give away too many spoilers, but this one, like, I can't help, but I think we just got to um, talk about it. Yeah. Because as much as this story, like as I was reading through this story, right, you're like, man, you're thinking this guy is crazy. He's trying to find his daughter. Is this real or is this all in his head? You know, because you kind of don't know as you're reading it issue by issue, right? But then when you get to the final uh, issue, you're like, okay, he, this is all an internal um, struggles that he was dealing with. And yeah. um, you realize that this story wasn't about, you know, him finding his daughter, but it was about him pretty much saving himself. Right. Mm -hmm. He was the one stuck in a maze. It was him getting out of the maze. Yep. And it, uh, it, fascinating it stuff. ends with a glimmer of hope for him, man, because that, you know, that dog that was lost, he ends up finding that dog and you know yeah. like lisa's lisa's dog burn and so yeah. he was like it was weird too because he when he first like i don't know comes to or whatever and starts pop coming back to reality you know he's trying to talk to Vern. yeah he's like trying to talk to this dog and he's like what cat got your tongue you're not going to talk no. to me anymore and you're so you're he's still kind of like i don't know stuck in that in-between stage where it's a he, little unbalanced yeah stuff. But then he ends up going back and um, Vern falls him back and they, they go back to his apartment and he, he goes to Lisa and Lisa's just like, dude, so stoked to see your dog back. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, you get a little bit of color in there and she's like, hey, you know, don't leave. Why don't you, you know, come in, come in for dinner, you know? So it kind of leaves you with a glimmer of hope for Will that now that he has some closure, he can, you know, start moving on with yeah. life you know so now he's not gonna stuck um only ever being memories of a guy who was broken yeah and searching for his his daughter so it's just interesting this this maze that that will had to work himself through um finally finally brings him to a point where he can be a human again yeah make a connection and and he and and dealing it's just funny because sometimes too I think what this story is telling you is that um, 
sometimes it's not enough to just suppress the memory and just do the routine. Yeah, that can get you that can get you through ten years as it did for Will. Yeah. Um, but eventually, no matter what you do, you're gonna have to come face to face with your pain and work your way through the maze. Yeah. Cause otherwise you're just gonna die. Yeah. So, so good, dude. What a great story, dude. Super impactful story, super emotional. Um, Jeff Lemire's storytelling in this one is, is my favorite that he's ever done. Um, his dialogue work is top notch. Yeah, for sure. And, um, yeah, just an incredible story. If, um, I hope we didn't give too much away to anybody that's listening we gave it all that, that wants to check this one out. But this one is like, like I said, I've read it, you know, the, the, the second, third time you read it, it just for me gets better. And, um, yeah. Yeah. You left out enough where you're going to glean a lot more information yeah, yeah, than what for we sure. just told you if you read it. But um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna jump on the rating first. Yeah, I was just time. about to ask you what do you what do you think, man? I know you're Lemire's your your one of your favorites, or if not your favorite uh, writer. I, I want to hear your thoughts on this since you, you're the Lemire uh, Lemire All guy. Right. Um, what's your guess? It's gonna be pretty high. I'm just guessing. I'm going to give it a perfect 10. You can give it a tenner. There's not a single thing wrong with it. The art's fantastic. The paneling works great. His color works great. Uh, the the character work here, the exploration of such a difficult topic uh, and in such a way that, that you keep reading it. And, and you, I learned a lot just personally. Mm-hmm. Like some of these like tidbits of information that even I just relayed here, like about routine, about um, – about how how you have to face your pain. You have to work your way through the maze of pain to, to find yourself sometimes. Uh, this is this is a 10 for me. Yeah. It, what about um, you? Gosh, dude. It's like I said, uh, you know, it's like I'm a broken record. It's some of the best storytelling I think I've ever read. Um, even though his art isn't my favorite, it's perfect for this story. You know, definitely Jeff Lemire. You know who, once you see it, you know who did it, right? I'm going to give it a nine and a half. You know, it's, um, it's one of my favorite reads I've read this year, even though it's like, um, it's just an emotional ride for sure, but it's just so relatable and so good. Mm -hmm. Like great story. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Everybody needs to read this. You can, the, 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 um, the trade's coming out soon. I think, what, a couple weeks maybe? Or did it get pushed back? I can't remember. You know what? It got pushed back. Um, but when I was doing research for this show, I forgot to look at trades that are coming out next week. I only looked for uh, the singles that were coming out. So let's do a quick gander. I w- but while I do that, is there anything coming out next week that uh, that you're stoked for? Well, I will say if you have if, – if you're feeling like splurging – the hardcover for this looks incredible. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the detail that they threw in the hardcover. If I if if I had the extra ducats, I, dude, I want to swoop it so bad. It looks like such a. It'd probably be the best hardcover that I, I would ever own. It looks so cool. Dude, the, the red gilded pages, dude. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it looks just so neat. So. Definitely check that out if you're interested or just pick up the regular trade or the regular hardcover. It but, com- um, comes out on June 8th. 
Okay. So not too much. Yeah, a couple weeks. What I love is don't go to my don't go to our Instagram and scroll down a few and see that I had said a couple weeks ago that it was coming out. That was a mistake. It got pushed back. But yeah, definitely pick this up. But as uh, anyways, as far as new stuff coming out um, next week, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out next week. I think a lot of people are going to be stoked for um, Little Monsters. Um, what is yeah. it? Uh, four comes out next week. Quattro. Which keep on, you know, we can stay on the, the Jeff Lemire train here. Um, that should. I'm always on the Jeff Lemire. I know, train. so that should be cool. Um, those of you who are into like uh, the nice house on the lake, that issue nine comes out for that. What else do we have? We got going we on? have demons three dropping. Yeah, that's the last one, right? Yep, we've got a righteous thirst for vengeance eight. Yeah. Uh, what's the furthest place from here? Six. We've got a couple new uh, ones coming out too from Image, right? Yeah. Yeah, what's that Tinian one called again? Yeah, if you're into like it looks like a it's like a horror genre, I want to say it's called The Closet. Um that could be interesting. Um the art looks pretty cool in that. Yeah. Then we've got your your favorite coming to an end, step by bloody step. Oh, I know, I seen that. I uh, I got to take it in as a whole story. We'll see. Yeah, and then Deadpool Bad Blood issue 2. And then uh, I don't know if you've seen there's this one that looks kind of interesting from Aftershock Comics called Astronaut Down. I thought I heard about that. Yeah, so that's that'll be um, the issue one comes out on the first. So that looks kind of neat. I might pick that up. Astronaut Down, huh? Yeah. You see it? Uh, yeah, I see it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does look cool. Yeah, so that could be pretty cool. And then um, some Marvel stuff coming out. Uh, new Ghost Rider issue three is coming out. Um, if you're on the Darth Vader train, um, 23 comes out as well. Choo-choo! Yeah, I got into Crimson uh, Rain and um, I did enjoy it. But dude, the the Star Wars universe is so huge. Like, I just have scratched the surface. So sometimes I just get lost in that world. Yeah, I, I stick to the movies on Star Wars. I'm just saying. <laughs> We've got the Deadly Class Volume 11 trade coming out, the Spawn Compendium 3 dropping. Both of those I'll be getting. Um, ooh, the Spider-Man Life Story Anniversary Edition hardcover comes out. I've heard that's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of good stuff coming out right now. Dude, well, what do we got coming up next week? Yeah, next Here week. on the CBL. Dude, next week we're going to be hanging in the lair, man. We're going to be uh, just t- chatting everything we've been catching up on. Um, even though I'm going on a vacation, I'm taking a couple, um, couple trades with me that I hope to get into on, on downtime when we're maybe, uh, taking a nap. And, um, so I'm going to bring, um, immortal Hulk. I really want to get in. I've been wanting to get into that for a long time. So I, I finally got the, um, the first, first volume trade. So I'm going to check that out. And then I got also, um, the first trade for uh, good Asian. Oh yeah. That came in. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to take those along with me and I hope to break into those and um, yeah, looking forward to those. What about you? I'm going to catch up on my stack. Uh, some highlights would probably be Bloodstained Teeth 2, Naughty List 2 for anybody oh, who's interested. Yeah, I know yeah. Ross said uh, the second issue was really good. He enjoyed so, it. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited to read issue two and three of Past the Last Mountain, dude. I know. I want to try to pick that up too. Super stoked on that. And if I have it my way, I'll finish Harry Potter and I will jump into some Bloodshot. Oh, you will. I know you will. You know. You only got two left. You'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Get that done tonight. Get in there. 
Cool, man. Well, how can people follow us and keep up with what we're doing here at The Lair? Yeah, definitely subscribe to our show and um, leave us a review. We'd be super appreciative of that. Um, send it over to a friend. Get get the name out there for The Lair. We'd love that for sure. Yeah, heck yeah. Check us out over on our Instagram, The Comic Book Lair. That's where we're posting all the, the new shows coming out um, when, when new episodes are dropping and um, just what we're reading. And um, we also would love to hear from you over on our Discord channel and um, jump in on uh, under the conversation on everything. We can um, let us know if you read May's book. Um, we'd love to hear from you, what you guys think of it, how um, how it hit you, and um, what you thought about it. Heck yeah, man. But anyways, appreciate y'all. Keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. <laughs>